Perek Aleph Mishnah Gimel. Elu Chayav Machalu Vaturman Amaisros. We end up the last Mishnah saying the Chayav Machalu Vamaisros. Over there they were obligated in Chala and Maisros. This Mishnah is going to discuss the following cases that you are obligated in Chala, but not obligated in Maisros, referring to Trumus and Maisros. Says the Mishnah, what are the cases? Haleket We know that when you leave for the poor people, Leket Shikhampe, Leket is when you harvest the field and you and you cut the stalks, any stalks that fall down, you have to leave for the poor. Shikha is when any of the sheaves or bundles or stalks remain in the field. You have to leave for the poor. When you cut the field, you harvest the field, you have to leave over a section for the poor people. So on those items, when the poor person gets them, he does not have to take off Trumas and Maestras, but he does have to uh, take Chalot to give for the poor people if he makes it into a dough. The Mepharshim explained, the Rav explains, because when it comes to Maiserishon, we know that the Maiserishon goes to a levy, but it's only something that a levy cannot get on his own. But Leket Shechen Peya, which goes to the poor, if a levy was poor, he could also take Leket Shechen Peya. Via Hefker, it comes to Hefker also, there's no Trumer Samaisra on something that you take which is ownerless, but you do have to take off Chalash and make it into a dough. <clears throat> The Mishnah continues, when you're separating the Maisra, so you give the Maisra Rishon to the Levi, and then he has to take of Trumas Maisra and give it to the Kohen. So Maisra Rishon, when the Levi has the Maisra Rishon, he gives it to the Truma, and he gives the Truma to the Kohen, so then he does not have to go now and take off Maisra from it. What is the Mishnah telling us? That even though we're referring to a case where when the Levi got the Maisra Rishon from the owner, the owner never took off Truma Gadola. He's supposed to first take off Truma. So the Mishnah is telling us that the Levi does not have to worry about it. He does not have to worry about the Truma. Why? Because we're talking about a case where the owner first separated Maiserishon for the Levi before the Truma in a, situ- in a situation with there was no obligation of Truma yet because he took it off before it was processed. And before the grains were processed, there's no obligation of Truma. So therefore, even now, after the Levi has a Trumas, the, the Maisa Rishon, there's no obligation of separating Truma Gadola, and therefore the Mishra is telling us he does not, the Levi does not have to worry about the Truma. Next case is, Let's say you have Maisa Shani, you had your produce that was separated into Maisa Shani, and then it was redeemed. So what happens now? Now you have it's trans- the Kedusha, the Sanctity, is transferred out the money, so the Maisa Shani itself, the question is, we're talking about a case over here, the Mepharshim explained, where you also did not take off Truma yet. So we're talking about a case where when you separated it, when you separated the Maisa Shani, it was before it was processed, and therefore you did not have to take off Truma yet. And therefore now, after you redeemed the Maisa Shani onto money, you still do not have to separate the Maisa Rishon from it. So to the Hegdish Shiniftu, let's say you had something which was sanctified to the temple, and then you had and you redeemed it. So since when you made it Hegdish, there was no obligation of Trumas and Mises yet, because you went ahead and you sanctified it before it was processed. So now when it gets redeemed, so you again don't have to separate Trumas and Mises, because it was never in your possession when the obligation of Trumas and Maestros kicked in. It belonged to the temple, and anything that's hectic does not have the obligation of Trumas and Maestros. Omosah Omer, 
as well as things, the leftovers of the Omer offering. What is it referring to? When they brought the Omer offering, they brought it with barley flour. So they brought a lot of barley. They made it into flour and they kept sifting it over and over again to get it to be very, very thin. And then what happened? They would go ahead and use the very thin flour for the Omer offering, but the rest of the flour that was there, they would redeem it and let everyone else eat, eat from it. So it's just it's just like Hegdish and Iftu, because they went ahead and they made it sanctified. It was brought for, to be helped to prepare for the Omer's offering. So therefore, it was brought before it was before it was um, uh, processed. So therefore, the obligation for the Trumas and Mice never kicked in yet, and it became Hegdish by bringing it to help with the Omer offering. So now when you go ahead and you redeem it back onto the, onto when you redeem it now, that people could use it now to eat from it, so then it it is, continues not to have, be obligated in Trumas and Maestris. Now the mission, but you still, but in all those cases, you still have to take off challah. And the mission concludes with the issue of grains that did not grow that much. Let's say you had grains that did not grow a th- up, it did not grow a third of its what it would normally grow. You took it, you 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 went ahead and you took those grains before it grew uh, to a third of its what it would grow to. So then also you do not have to t- you do not take a trumas and maestros. And the reason is the, the Rav tells us it's because the Torah says tvoa zaracha means things that will could still grow. So one if if it grew more than a third. Then you can replant it and it will continue to grow. But if it, you took it when it was less than a third, then you cannot, re, if you replant it, it will not continue to grow. Omer Beliezer says, but not, but not only are you part of Trumas and Maestros, but also Tvushlo Aviyashlish, Betuam and Achala. You also part of from Chala. Now, the first opinion said, Tvushlo Aviyashlish is one of the things that you're part of from Trumas and Maestros, but you're obligated in Chala. But Beliezer is saying, in this case, you wouldn't even be obligated in Chala because Chala. Is similar to is compared to the laws of Truma according to Rabbi Eliezer, and therefore, just as the grain that did not grow a third is exempt from Truma, so too will it be exempt from challah.